don't know. I mean, I got to the end of it and I thought, what have I been watching? You know, what have I been watching? This is our Christmas episode of Cinema Girls. Christmas movie episode, Christmas meditation, Christmas speculation, Christmas devastation, because we all know that most Christmas movies are sad, intentionally or unintentionally. We're recording from Sydney, Australia, which is pretty wild for Christmas because it's so hot and, you know, you still see snowflakes on windows. So I'm always kind of tripping out by that. And you still hear Christmas songs that are referring to the snow and going home to a crackling fire. So that's that's definitely a weird thing. And I feel like there's no good Australian Christmas films. There isn't a good Australian Christmas film, but there is a... I saw this way, way back, and then I rewatched it today. There's a sketch on Saturday Night Live with Hugh Jackman doing talking about an Australian Christmas, and Will Ferrell's in it, and it's about a Christmas kangaroo that comes and fights your dad, and if your dad wins, you get presents, and if your dad loses, the, the kangaroo fucks your dad in the ass. <laughs> and then Will Ferrell starts to enjoy it, so he starts dripping down, and it's like... Then Dad started losing it. It's Will Ferrell like, hi, it's that time of year. And he pretends to fight with like Will Oh, wrist. that's so funny. <laughs> I hope that's, yeah, I hope that's funny. For some reason, whenever SNL does an Australian sketch and all they do is talk about kangaroos, I'm just like, oh, please. But anytime anyone does something that's Australian themed and they're not Australian, it's like, oh, this is horrifying. Mm, I know, but it was down. Hugh Jackman, who's yeah, gay which, and mm, Australian. Totally. So having Hugh Jackman say, sodomize my dad is like a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except when The Simpsons do it, it's obviously like oh yeah, yeah, fully cherished fully. part of our I think culture. I was actually, kind of offended by that episode. When Were I was you? Young. Yeah, I was like upset by it. I think I was like a secret <laughs> shame or something. I think it was like more patriotic than I wanted to be. Has Nicole Kidman been on SNL? I was thinking about that today. I think and she. I, wish I, I googled it. I think she has, and she because I remember you and I watching a sketch of hers, and it's a sketch where they're at a family dinner together, and she's hosting, and it's like her and just like you know one of the SNL cast members, and the joke is that they keep leaving the room to go have really really loud noisy fights. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back to it and be like, so well, where are we? And everyone's like, whoa, are you guys okay in there? And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm fine. That. And sweet. then they're like, please excuse us one second. And then they go outside and you hear like, Aah! and it's just them fighting. Huh. SNL is kind of a Christmassy. Yeah, they do Christmas really well. They have the poinsettias on the stage. It's, it's always like, a, has a real vibe. Mm. And like, I feel like the SNL cast is in its own way a family Christmas. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They just get uh, Michael Bublé to come back and do some Christmas carol thing. Yeah. And they all just, like, don't want to go home. And they all fight. They're all dysfunctional. Mm. Like, I feel like the the jokes at SNL are a bit Family Stone. Which I watched, again, a clip of that. Have you guys seen the Family Stone with, like, Mm-mm. Rachel McAdams? Is it a Christmas movie? Christmas movie. Diane Keaton, Luke Wilson, and Sarah Jessica Parker. And Sarah Jessica Parker's weirdly homophobic. Oh. And there's, Wait. like, a deaf gay couple. I have seen that. And there's this scene where Sarah, they're talking about how excited they are to have a baby. And she starts trying to be, like, yeah, but... If you're gay and you have a baby, like, isn't the baby's life already going to be hard? Are you going to make it harder? What? And the parents get so angry at her, and Diane Keaton, like, slams the table, and the dad's like, that's enough! And, like, get out! And so Jessica Parker's like, I'm just not being clear on what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, you're gay, and that'll make the baby's life hard. And she just keeps reiterating it. <laughs> and it's like, they had to just cast Sarah Jessica Parker to be a homophobic. Like, who else could play that? <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. I love that. As a family stone homophobe. Actually, it's so funny that you're wearing that. Andre's wearing a shirt covered in Samantha. And today when I was on the train, I was, there was like my feet, my Instagram feed is just covered in Sex and the City. And I was like, if I never have to watch Sex and the City again, I think I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finally really over it. I famously can never tell if I'm sad because I'm watching Sex and the City or, or you're watching Sex and the City has made you sad. Yeah, made me that's sad. so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. What have we got to say about our weeks? 
It's not in the movie world, but we're starting to binge the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm. which is so f- funny and it's so cute. And the episodes are really long, though. They're an hour, and for a comedy, it feels a bit long. Yeah. So mm. I always fall asleep because once I hit that 21 minute mark, I'm kind of like, well, it's over. And then I'll fall asleep and I wake up and I was like, how is this funny show still on? And you've got like another two thirds to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they're like 52 minute episodes. Why do I not love Marvel's Mrs. Maisel? I feel like it's such a... I don't think has... you've you famously have said that you don't like period things. Mm, that's right, actually. And that's yeah. why, probably. Because but I, it's really funny. Because I do love Alex Bernstein so much. I think she's tremendously cool mm. and I think she's kind of like what I want to be if I was an actress just like you know always wearing a hat always wearing suspenders she's literally always wearing a hat always wearing a hat yeah it's often easy not to finish comedies I find like I can't finish I find it really hard to finish like a funny book because you can just put it down whereas mm. like a thriller or something I have to watch even if it burns me out makes mm. me feel like shit I mm. have to like know what's gonna happen with a comedy I don't necessarily have to the me- reason why it works is though is because as an hour-long show is because being set in the 50s, like, and a female comedian, she's constantly just facing so much sexism, like, having to be a married woman, then a divorced woman, living with her parents, like, wanting to be on stage. And then there's the second episode of season two is amazing, where she finally gets booked for a club and all of these dudes go up one after the other and just, like, basically, like, rip into women or the fact that a female comedian is next or whatever which is just basically what Courtney is facing with this Sydney comedy scene and then she slays them and gets on stage and it's like you know what I really want to talk about tonight is these fucking losers over here (laughs) and just takes them each one by one by one and it's it's so funny there's that famous Phoebe Robinson story where she talks about how she was at a comedy night where she was the only woman on the lineup and there was like 15 guys and then her and the way that they introduced her before she got up on stage was the host was like if you love pussy this next comedian has one anyway oh, gross story God. but no but it... then uh, sorry to interrupt it but then help me out here what's her compadre called it's Phoebe Robinson Jessica, Jessica Williams. Williams is like so whatever happened to him like is he more successful than you are and he was like hell no uh-huh. <laughs> anyway or any of those dudes horrendous dudes lock them up and their fragility <laughs> lock them up and, yeah truly and uh, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. Mm. That's my week. And that's also I, something that I reckon I could binge at Christmas with my mum when I go home. Mm. That's exactly what you should do. It's super festive, naturally. It is. Because it it's yeah. in, set in New York, 50s. I've only seen the pilot and I didn't like it, but the amount that you talk about it, which isn't actually that much, but the way you describe <laughs> it will mean that one day I will, will probably watch it and I'll probably like it, I think. You can kind of watch it alongside The Crown, two films that you famously haven't engaged I, with. I, I'm never going to engage with The Crown, I think. Yeah. Is Mrs. Maisel, is it, am I saying that right? Mrs. Maisel? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is it self-serious or is it fun? No, it's really fun. It's really fun? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually shocked that you don't like it because it's like, after we watch an episode, we all start talking really quickly to each other. Interesting. Because it's just like... Well, can I give you guys a revelation? So back in the day, <coughs> religiously watching 30 Rock, everyone used to say, you should watch Gilmore Girls because they all speak as fast as you, Andre. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'd love to watch that. And then I did, and it really disappointed me. So ever since then, I've been like, wow, just, people who like Gilmore Girls oh, don't no. know what fast talking is. Well, speaking of Gilmore Girls, that's what I did watch this week, was Milo from Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. He's in the new J-Lo movie. And I went with Freya to the Moonlight Cinema to watch second act you're Gorgeous. really good at a segue that's a great segue which, uh, <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> I was expecting you to say that you went and saw Can You Ever Forgive Me starring Melissa McCarthy who was also in Gilmore Girls but I haven't seen that so 
But but could great segue too. But um, I saw Second Act with Leah Remini, ex Scientologist Leah Remini, and the the charisma. Not what's the word? Chemistry between J Lo and Leah Remini is insane. And yeah, it starts out and it was it. like if they just made different choices with this camera, it could be a Dardenne Brothers movie. Like J Lo has this effortless Kristen Stewart presence, and the plot is basically she has been managing this supermarket for fifteen years, and she's integrated all of these like really like think global, act local policies like bitching on Monday with mums or whatever and all these different things and she goes for the manager job rather than assistant manager and they just get some square from college because she hasn't got a college degree so they fake a resume for her like all her online presence and say she's gone to Harvard and she goes to the main like the parent company and she gets a job mm-hmm. and so the start of it is genius and the the like dialogue between her and Leah Remini is amazing and then it descends into this capitalist nightmare where she's like come up with a product and like Vanessa Hudgens waltzes in like straight off the set of the princess switch with her bad acting it turns out she's her daughter that she gave up for adoption and <laughs> wait are you serious that's, and that's a plot twist that's a plot twist and she is the heir to this company like she's the daughter of the the guy who runs this uh, skyscraper company in New York but it's exactly the same as I feel pretty it's mm, like, and, 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 the, and the end reveal that she like didn't go to college comes in like a speech to the shareholders and, and also the same watching. ending as a uh, girl's trip as well where the last what scene is, is Brenda just going her name's not Regina Brenda Regina Hall Regina Hall sorry Regina Hall underrated my week I was the only person <laughs> my week <laughs> that cared about the Golden Globe nominations oh no one cares about them is that yes, I checked out about them and I was like whoa already analyzed the list it's so early in the y- it's like I think they're yeah well what? they they happen in February it's Jesus the, it's the, <gasps> It's the Oscar ones that are early. I wish. So standout Golden Globe nominations for me. Oh, you're gonna run through them? Not all of them, just the ones that stand out to me. Are uh, some ones that didn't get nominated, which I thought was I thought it was a surprise that Love Simon didn't get a single mention because really? I really expected Love Simon in some comedy world we get. Yeah, Jack, I know you give me those eyes, but I feel like that whole the whole Riverdale production that makes all those Netflix shows and all those movies it has weight has weight and yeah, has an audience totally. and makes money and yeah. they just don't get but they don't get taken seriously by the award shows and I loved it as well I thought it was really funny yeah Persevan featuring Sigur Ross Pepe for their that was bo- a highlight for you for Boy Raised well not not the, not the actual nomination but I would find it cool if what's the destroyer he's not gonna win against Shallow no he probably won't no but wouldn't that be great though I think it'd be kind of great is that bad because honestly Shallow would just win all the Grammys so it doesn't need Golden Globes well, so. it doesn't win Grammys they got nominated for Grammys. Shallow got nominated for like six Grammys. What the fuck? Yeah, How? Because it, it managed to cross every genre because it's like it got... best movie song, best song, yeah, it's best up, collaboration. It's up, for best number, it's up for the top award, the, num- the number one best award Grammy. Song. And she best got nominated song. for like Joanne the Piano Edition, which I didn't even know existed. Oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. And it, it's good, but it has this, it just has this lame intro where it opens with a subtitle about how Joanne died. And I just oh, wish then, it was, on the video? Yeah, on the video it has this like, font that says... Joanne was my aunt and she's dead. And she's dead. And she died when she was 19. It's like, okay, can we be a bit subtle about this? Can we just have the song mean whatever it needs to mean? Totally. Heaven, ne- I need you more than heaven does. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Brazilian impersonate songs. It's my favourite. <laughs> I forget how that song goes. Heaven, I, I need, need you more than, than heaven does. does. <laughs> Nicole Kidman got nominated for Destroyer, which I thought was exciting. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see that. Bring it on to Australia. Uh, no Assassination Nation. No, no Assassination Nation. Donna. Okay, thank you. They've got no MIA for documentary. Is there even a Golden Globe for documentary? These best performances in a television comedy series are 
bad. Like, really, name them for us. Well, Kristen Bell in The Good Place. Like, yeah, that, okay, Payne, like all right. Yeah. Alice and Brian Glow. Okay. Like, but like, no one saw these... that. Deborah Messing and Will and Grace. That's pretty funny, and I hope that wins. It's pretty funny, and I hope that wins. And then it? also Rachel from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Who's actually going to win. She'll win she'll that. She'll definitely obviously. win. Yeah. But no Issa Rae for Insecure? That surprises me. I, did it even get a... That's insane. Did no. it even get... What the fuck? This no, is the first no year capping? that anyone's been able to win since... Veep died. Veep, since Julie Louis-Louis-Louis-Louis-Dreyfus? Julie Margaret... Uh, Julia Margaret Grace. Margaret Grace. She, <laughs> Dame Julia Margaret Dame Grace. Dame Julia Margaret Grace. <laughs> since she accepted her Mark Twain Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. a clip. first emailed me about the Mark Twain Prize. (laughs) I have to admit, I totally misunderstood. I assumed that I was being asked to honor somebody else who was receiving the Mark Twain Prize, and I thought, oh my God, what a hassle. (laughs) I mean, seriously, who would put me through this? To have to go all the way to Washington, D.C., which, no offense, is a nightmare? and make up flattering things to say about how funny someone else is? No way. And then uh, I reread the email and I realized, oh, it's me. They're giving it to me, I get the prize. And my attitude about the whole thing changed. It really did. I don't know, honestly, I really don't know what I was thinking. This is a great night and a great honor and in beautiful Washington, D.C., no less. Anybody would be lucky to be a part of a night like this honoring somebody like me, right? Um, As a great fan of the work of Mark Twain, I was so sorry when I recently learned he was dead. My, my thoughts and prayers go out to the whole Twain family. Especially the wonderful Shania. Surprised that camping wasn't mentioned in there, but you know, it's pretty sure that hasn't quite Oh, Jack, run. Amy Adams for the sharp objects. <laughs> the sharp objects. I know exactly how to make my eyes roll back in time. My pupils are dilated. And just Patty Clarkson as well. I know. Patty's in there. She's... I watched Amy Adams and Nicole Kidman interview each other about acting, and it is so boring. Really? <laughs> that's sad. They're both just gushy and very polite. And They're... Nicole Kidman halfway through is like, I don't swear when I'm not on film. I just don't need to. And Amy Adams is like, I love to sing. It's just very well, nice. Well, that's why and... when celebrities or people in the same field interview each other, it's just mostly gushing. Mm. But sometimes it can be cool. Like, I just listened to Mika Levy and Daniela Patton. I thought it was, I thought that was really boring. Do you, do you find that boring? Yeah. Do you know what? They just okay. don't ever... They, they're like, yeah, you're really good. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we, like, hey, agree, hate... but on different things. What? Like, I'm, like, Amy Adams and Nicole Kidman. I hate to bore Boring. I'm sure that was boring as well. I'm yeah. saying like those oh, are all agreeing. boring conversations. I'm just, dis- I'm, conf- I lost I hate my to point. Kill, I hate to kill the flow with the boring. <laughs> I forgot what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I hate to kill the well, flow with the boring comment, boring interjection, but a really good round table that I really like, not that I like the oh, individual yeah. people, 
is reality the TV. reality TV roundtable oh, yeah, with Chris Jenner, RuPaul, and Leah Remini because so we all want to watch Leah Remini's show. We all want to watch it. We are all curious. I can't believe I haven't watched honest. it. Her and Elizabeth Moss, they have beef. Do cooking Did shows they? count time, as reality yeah. TV? Because of Scientology. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I think I'm Team Leah. I don't well, like Elizabeth Moss. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Who is she dating now? She's dating someone famous. Uh, guy from Mumford and Sons. Oh no, that's the other one. That's Claire Mulligan. Danes. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. Claire Danes is also in the Family Stone. And is she a Scientologist though? I don't think so. There's only a few remaining Scientologists. The only one that we liked there was Juliette Lewis. I love her. And she's a Scientologist. See, this is the thing with Scientologists, is they all seem like massive chillers in real life. Mm. Okay, maybe not like John Travolta and Tom Cruise, but Mm-mm. but Elizabeth Moss and Juliette Lewis master this kind of free-spirited mm. vibe. Like, when Elizabeth Moss was on the set of Top of the Lake season two and I met her, mm. she was just jamming with everyone and just smoking cigarettes with the crew. Whereas Nicole Kidman came out of her came out of her trailer <laughs> and looked like a Scientologist. Like, she came out and was like, ah, ah, yeah, I'm so shy, I'm so shy. And she's in this, like, huge grey wig and she was so nervous. She was like, hi, can I what have I, a tea? Why like, do I feel like Elizabeth Moss and I would not get along? Like, I feel like there'd be real... I feel like there'd be tension there. If I was in that set, I feel like I'd, I feel like I'd give her a cheek and she'd give me a cheek. I feel like there'd be sass and I would not take it from oh. her. I'd be, like, the lowest, like, the lowest-ranking individual on set and I would just serve it to her. Is The Handmaid's Tale Christmassy because it's about Christianity and, like, red and white? Mm, definitely. And the mm. big robes. <laughs> big robes. Sex at Christmas is weird in the way that it is in The Handmaid's Tale. Sex like, at Christmas. <laughs> like, I just don't want to think about anyone having sex at Christmas. You guys, my favourite Christmas movie is The Holiday. Let's discuss. Okay, just okay, kidding. Cute. I'm kidding. I'm not going to make it. We talk about pop- it a lot. We, we talk about it too much. Okay. But I'm going to go first for my Christmas pick for the... Christmas episode. Okay, that's good, because I have, like, a hundred. I've been thinking about it all day. So, whilst I wanted to hijack the episode and talk about Luda Christmas, uh, shout out to 30 Rock. Okay. Here's a clip. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Merry Christmas, mother. Merry Christmas, Jack. Tomorrow night I'm going to take you to a cat house. I hate cats. I've learned a lot. I will instead hijack the episode and talk about my favourite Christmas on a film, which is the Christmas spent between Miranda and Carrie in Sex and the City. Miranda semi-sabotages Carrie and Mr. Big's marriage. I don't know if you guys remember. There's a scene where... Is that the scene? The scenes... So they're at the wedding preparation, what's that called? When you do like a prep? Mm. Wedding prep? Wedding rehearsal. Wedding rehearsal. And Miranda... Are married on Christmas? No, 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 but hold up. It's wedding prep earlier on in the year. And... Uh, Miranda and Steve are having bad problems at home, problems in the bed, and Mr. Big arrives at the wedding rehearsal, and Miranda's just like, you're an idiot to get married the day before 
Mr. Big and Carrie are going to get married, and then Mr. Big gets cold feet and then bails on Carrie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mar- she was just in a fight with her husband. That's and right, yeah, like, yeah. don't get married. And then totally, SJP yeah. finds out about this later. And then, but here's what's funny, though, is that SJP and Miranda go and have dinner on Valentine's Day together, and they're having, like, a funny dinner, and all the waitresses are making, like, lesbian jokes. And then Miranda's I like... I love that set with all the love heart yeah, balloons. Yeah, with all the love heart balloons. And the waitress turns to them and takes their order and then walks away. And then Miranda... <laughs> I don't know why I included that. Miranda, <laughs> Miranda admits to Carrie, hey, the night before your wedding, what? I actually said something to Big, and I think that might be the reason why I walked away. There is a whole lot of love in this room. Is it me, or is Valentine's Day this year on steroids? No, no, I think it was like this last year. We just played for the other team. Uh, good evening. This is our Valentine's night menu. All of our specials are romantically themed and designed to be split for two. Are we having wine? Yes. Glass or a bottle? Oh. I'll be right back to take you and your girlfriend's order. <laughs> Why would you have looked at the Vogue today of all days? Because I'm an emotional cutter. I deserve what I got. Running all over New York, believing that I'm finally getting my happy ending. You know, see, love does conquer all. You know, look at me in my one-of-a-kind wedding gown, marrying the love of my life. Would you like another glass? Yes. And Miranda, in that article, I did not say we once. No, no, the whole article was I think and I want. It was from your point of view. Yeah, exactly, my point of view. Exactly, the whole wedding was my point of view. I let, I let the wedding get bigger than big. I am the reason that he did not get out of the car. Okay. I said something to big that I shouldn't have at the rehearsal dinner. What do you mean? After Steve showed up, I was really upset. And I bumped into big and I said that you two were crazy to get married. Here we go, here's Shiraz. Okay, great, thanks so much. Sorry, I was upset. Steve, I have been going over this and over this in my mind for five months. And for five months, you kept a secret like that? I tried to tell you once, but then... Once? You tried to tell me once? You should have tried to tell me every single day. I know. I was waiting for the right time. There is no right time to tell me that you ruined my marriage. It just happened. I wasn't thinking. Carrie, please don't go. You know what I think hurts the most? Is that you kept a secret from me. And I have never, ever kept a secret from you. Ever. No, I'm lying. For the last five months, I've been thinking that it is a huge mistake that you left Steve. There. How does it feel? Excuse me. They break up as friends. 
Yeah. But does that mean that they're not friends from Valentine's Day to Christmas? Yeah, and that's you a see, whole year. You see of all the friendship. seasons change. You see the seasons change. She runs through Central Park and it turns into autumn and but like winter. And can we just talk about the idea of Miranda happens, and Carrie not talking for a whole year because of one debaucherous well, situation? Here's the thing: like when Kath and Kim Dorella came out, it was like how they're going to make this into a film, and it didn't really work. And I think Sex in the City works because instead of raising the stakes, I mean, of course, there's a wedding and there's like they go on holiday. What they do is they extend the time. So you can't have an episode of Sex and the City go for a year, but you can have a movie. And so that's what was genius about the autumn thing. Really felt yeah. And that film was long. The way that they used weather in that film really made the pacing and the length of the film really palatable, I think. I went to that film twice in Washington, D.C. with Mum because it was so hot and we okay. didn't want to walk around. That is a story, and I love it. And it was beautiful. Um, and... Uh, not only that, but on the Christmas Eve in the Sex and City movie, Carrie's sitting down to go have Christmas Eve by herself and she puts on Meet Me in St. Louis and is like, well, I guess it's Christmas by yourself. And then she oh. like calls Miranda and is like, you know what, fuck this, let's be friends. Mm-hmm. And then she puts on a coat and then they run and have Christmas together and it's super cute and they just giggle with like a Chinese takeaway, which is what you do on Christmas. So you get Chinese. Does. So I'm going to pivot over to Lily because I can gauge already that you guys do not want to talk about Sex and City the movie. <laughs> no, I love Sex and the City the movie, but also... But that's my Christmas pick. <laughs> prefaced. It has everything <laughs> in it that I want. <laughs> it has the snow. It has running down the subway. Right. It has uh-huh. fashion. It has friendship. Okay. And I think also when you graduate from wanting a family Christmas movie, you really want a female friendship Christmas movie. And that's, that's why sweet. I think the Sex and City I movie like is that. great. And, you I'm know, I'm going to add something to what your gushing of that movie. And it's that you see them go through all these cool, eventful moments in their lives, like honeymoon, yeah. wedding, Christmas, pregnancy, divorce reunion and you watch them do that and that's and that's that's cinema, what, that's what cinema magic but that's what you but now that i'm talking christmas. about it i'm sorry to interrupt you i'm actually also going to say my other christmas movie is probably birth i was gonna with say Nicole Kidman, actually okay the whole time you've been talking about sex in the city i've just been thinking nicole kidman in new york is christmas to me like yeah. eyes wide shut and birth you haven't seen birth christmas have you and you're gonna let us tell you how you have to no, go see it of course i've seen birth i saw it before yeah. you and you were like how have i not seen this oh really yeah <laughs> oh shit let's talk about birth <laughs> did you just see it recently i'm the last one to see it mm. which is that crazy. blows my mind because mm. that movie is just gonna be in my soul yeah um maybe not talk about birth maybe we can talk about your christmas yeah. Yeah, Lily. talk about your what, are, what do you guys do for christmas like what are you guys doing this year for christmas I'm going to Sandy's house for a big Christmas Eve party. It's what we do every year. We That's just fun. have like hardcore traditions that literally have not changed. Yeah. That's chill. And they rule. I feel like I've never had a consistent Christmas because it's always in a different country. I'm going to go to Bangladesh and just sit. Is Christmas a thing Ooh. in Dhaka, like amongst the wider population or not at all? Christmas is everywhere. Yeah. Christmas is universal. Christmas is life, I think. <laughs> Christmas is the thing in Thailand. In Thailand, they have Christmas decorations in October. They wow. like put up Christmas trees months beforehand. They basically just set buildings on fire with fireworks over Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Get a bit of sound design there. But I want to hear. I want to know what your movie pick yeah, is for Christmas because I, I. I don't know. I was really obsessed with Christmas movies when I was eleven and twelve. So literally all of them. Obviously, Elf. And then I tried to get Max to watch a Christmas Story last year, but. It's almost too campy for people who haven't seen it before. Have you seen it? No. To watch it and then really try and understand that it was made in the 80s, but it's set in the 50s. And it's about this boy who wants... I sound like a nerd talking about it. But it's like a boy who wants a BB gun. And then his like funky family. And there's all these neighbor dogs. And the dad's a real, like, a Scrooge. And he's just always, like, reading newspaper and yelling at his kids. And 
one of like the little boy doesn't talk he just moans all the time and laughs all the time and it's really weird but it's so funny and it's so beautiful i've i I think it's the best christmas movie that exists but i'm always surprised at how many people haven't seen it and they go to chinese food at the end because all the dogs from next door run in and eat the beautiful christmas turkey and then they have to go to chinese food i love that chinese food is christmasy even though China is not a Christian place. And... Well, that's why, because it's the only restaurant that's open on Christmas Day. So that's why everyone can go. But I bet you Christmas... So Chinatown is insane. Like, on mm. when we go, it's like all the restaurants are booked out. Mm. Every single Chinese restaurant in Chinatown is full. It's super fun. I reckon, I reckon it China is the would... most Christmas food, because it's all about sharing. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and you got a big Lazy Susan. A lazy Susan. Uh, lazy Susan. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie if there's no Lazy Susan. A lazy Susan equals Christmas. I was thinking about 1950s and Christmas, and I was thinking about. Do you remember watching All That Heaven Allows, the Douglas Soap mm. movie, and how she gets that TV at the end? Oh, yeah. And it's like this, That's... like, sad. And yeah. Like, yeah. You're really locked into your house now, yeah, she, Missy. Like, breaks <laughs> up with Rock Husband. Rock, rock Husband? Rock, rock, rock Hudson? Hu- but yeah, yeah there's all that stuff about Rock Hudson. Andre's like, I can't give a fuck. Recent <laughs> stuff. I'm just laughing at you're locked in your house now because you bought a television. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it's supposed to be about. Like, yeah. oh, the wait, ultimate symbol of domestication. Did I say that with you guys? Yeah, at, at school. It, it yeah. was like that film that we watched and that had something to do with the unit that we were doing, and it was like so random. It was about, drama. Yeah. Oh, and it was like, okay, thank God that unit's over. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. Okay, fine. You know me. This is like my favorite. Melodrama is my favorite. Because we watched the first one and then we watched... Julianne Moore's one. The Julianne Moore one. Which was By Far Tom From Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. And it had... Julianne Moore. Julianne yeah, Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. I just forgot who the other actor was. I actually didn't see that. Aaron I haven't seen that still. Oh, Maybe. really? Mm. Yeah, it's okay. It's like I've, I've actually really come to a realization that I don't like what's Todd Haynes. No, like man. it was really... Mm. I really I'm thought I did... And then just rewatching Mildred Pierce, Mildred and, Pierce. Like, and I was like, okay, Kate Winslet's performance is totally insane. Every like the moment her kids walk in the house, she's like picking things up and putting them down. Is like so flustered and like doesn't know what to do, and is like like freaking out. And it's just like, calm down. I can't stand when women are like immediately flustered for no reason. It like it's just like what the director is like, okay, and then your kids come in and you're really stressed. Yeah, and you freak out. Yeah, that's weird. And Carol as well. Carol yeah, and I could up. never finish Carol and what else? I've never watched Poison and apparently that's amazing. Like that's on a lot of people's lists. My favorite, what's like, the my, other one? My Todd Haynes story is that um, Jack and what's I What's the other one, Andre, real quick? There's Far From Heaven, Mildred Pierce we uh, went to a Todd Haynes Q&A yeah, and we, so we were, we were walking past a Todd Haynes Q&A at Sundance and they were like, Richard Linklater and they were like it's already started but we need to fill the cinema because no one's here can you just like go in mm-hmm. for free and we're like we don't really want to go in like come on just just please go in so we like waltzed on in and it was a conversation between Richard Linklater and Todd Haynes and then we walked out because we were like why don't I talk to these washed up middle aged men talking about their just boring movies and just crap, just pat, pat so that, well that's what I'm saying it's like those conversations don't really work they don't. Because they're congratulating Well, it's why I was actually interested in talking about Masterclass because the Masterclass videos of directors, yada, yada, because they're so giving with their knowledge and they're so willing to explain exactly what inspires them and how it's inspired them and how they've put that into their craft. But when it's just two artists just talking to one another, I think that they have so much of that dialogue or lingo mm. understood between one another that they feel like they're on this wavelength that they don't actually have to and you know what? talk about anything. Yeah. They're like, yeah, love, love, love that, that. No, love that. Yeah, I felt that way when I was 12. Love it, love it. Mm. Do it, do Would it. Would you give you know the masterclass as a present? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice totally. present. I would love that. I would love to get that David Mamet masterclass. Oops, there I said it on air. <laughs> I'd love the Gordon Ramsay one. Oops. I'd love the Gordon Ramsay one as well. That'd be really fun, really, I think. But yeah. I would, let's be real, I would get you the Martin Scorsese one. I know, oh, I know I would. That's cute, that's cute. Okay. But it's like, that's actually what's funny. is like, maybe the reason I'm more devoted to Martin Scorsese than Richard Linklater, because Martin Scorsese is a really giving director in terms of like, his whole process, his whole life, his whole being as a filmmaker. Mm. I think After Hours could be a Christmas movie. Oh, After definitely. Hours, the vibe. Yeah, that was probably the most fun movie we ever watched together. <laughs> like, to this day, After yeah. Hours. Uh, Which masterclass makes you the most excited to do it? Oh, good question. Maybe, I mean, not the Annie, Annie Leibovitz one. <laughs> I, I think the Gordon Ramsay one could be good and yeah. I don't really know why Nigella hasn't done one but then I guess every single Nigella show is a masterclass yeah mm. and maybe also I actually think that the Bernard Herzog one is actually really cool because it just feels like I'm not going to teach you filmmaking I'm just going to teach you how to make movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. and his how to make them your really way good. and he's like some advice was really good some of it was just know how much things are going to cost That's and have cool. them in your head and don't let other people think about that for you like, just be across little things that aren't even to do with performance. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's stuff with me. Like so, that. I'm really curious also Who does hear. acting? Who's the one that does acting? Meryl Streep. Oh, my God. That Helen Marlon Brando Helen thing Marin. that Helen Joe Paul sent me today. Okay, here's, Joe, here's Marlon Brando's acting masterclass. Where am I? Where am I? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know what I did. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm uh, gonna teach you uh, all about acting. Are you ready to learn about acting? Yes. You, what's your name? Uh, Brian. What? <coughs> Brian. Well, you don't look like a Brian. You look like a brand of me. See, what do you look like? Stand up. Stand up. Hold your chin up like a man. You look more like, uh... I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Uh, Mr. Brando, I hope you don't mind me asking. I was just wondering how you go about learning your lines. I never learn lines. It's a waste of time. Point, direction, wig, Russian accent, Oscar nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Christmas movie, Shay Jack. What's on Jack's TV when he watches a Christmas movie? Well, the worst Christmas movie I ever watched was in the morning of Christmas. Luke and I turned on Foxtel and they had boy in striped pajamas playing. Oh, and we Jack, watched... and oh. you did watch it, didn't you? Oh, I don't care. Shut it down. That's such that's a that's a disaster. That's that is a moral panic. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? I mean, obviously the Grinch. Love yeah. the Grinch. Okay, that yeah. is great. Yeah. Why hasn't Tim Burton made a Christmas movie? Is my question. Why hasn't he made Christmas? I'm an idiot. I'm the idiot in the room. Um, but that's not a real Christmas that's not a real Christmas movie. 
Okay, I was going to also movie. say Eyes Wide Shut. Halloween, Halloween, but I everybody. Watch, I don't really watch Eyes Wide Shut at Christmas. It's actually both. It's true. Let's just get the two best holidays. Halloween and Christmas and make a cartoon out of them. Um, can we be sure to play a clip of A Christmas Story? Yeah. Oh, okay. my God. Absolutely. Meatloaf, meatloaf, double beatloaf. I hate meatloaf. All right. All right. I'll get that kid to eat. Where's my screwdriver and my plumber's helper? I'll open up his mouth and I'll shove it in. Randy. My mother was more subtle. How do the little piggies go? <laughs> That's right. Oik, oik. Now, show me how the piggies eat. This is your trough. Show me how the piggies eat. Be a good boy. Show mommy how the piggies eat. <laughs> 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 for me is so I have like three tiers of Christmas movies that I was thinking about today there's ones that are like at Christmas set in Christmas which Mm -hmm. is like The Grinch and you'd watch The Grinch at Christmas there's another one just like set in Christmas that's like Eyes Wide Shut and Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer Mm. and then there's ones that are like and Die Hard yeah or there's just shit you watch at Christmas like Vicar of Dibley (sighs) or something but then there's also films that like actually reenact the feeling of Christmas like going home so there's like I watched this film that Al suggested Now and Then which has young Gabby Hoffman has um who else in it? I have something really pressing to ask. Rosie okay. O'Donnell. How much do we all want to fuck Bruce Willis and Die Hard? Is that just me? Or not at not all. To, not I at just, all. Die Hard really doesn't do it for me. Really? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, let's shut it down. What about okay? What about Bruce Willis in Fulfillment? Actually, Justin Long in Die Hard Four. Oh, oh yum! Yeah. Yum! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah. 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 The but then there's these other films, and I was thinking about like Under the Skin being this like feeling of like your worst nightmare Christmas, where you just feel like an alien, and I'm like <laughs> driving around Adelaide. Like, and everything's uncanny, and then I'm, like, trying to eat a piece of cake, like... Yeah. Trying Lily, to read, like, Lily famously said that traveling traveling is the best thing in the world, and I totally agree. But I, when when you said that to me, I mean, they feel like <laughs> when I travel somewhere, it's gonna be like Scarjo in Under the Skin, where she's like really? in this weird white van by herself, yeah. walks out in this sad yeah, Scottish that... town, eats a cake, spits it out, it's like this <laughs> <laughs> is like by herself. Or you imagine like, or you imagine traveling is like Phantom Thread, and he like gets that breakfast, and he's like, I can see you blushing. Oh, okay, funny that you say that. Because there is a scene in Mildred Pierce that is literally that scene in Phantom Thread when Guy Pierce walks in, and I'm sure it's in the film, with our girlfriend, Joan Crawford. Here's a clip of Joan Crawford interview. Now we're settled in the living room of Miss Joan Crawford's tastefully decorated home. A colorful Christmas tree at one edge of the room is almost snowed under with packages. Across the white carpet on the other wall, a stately colonial fireplace is prepared for the flames that will be warming the room before long, and the mantle is waiting for the Christmas stockings. Miss Crawford and her children are seated on one Davenport facing me. Miss Crawford, my listeners and I are so pleased that you've invited us in to share a few moments of this Christmas Eve with you. 
We're very happy to have you with us, George. Suppose you start, Miss Crawford, by introducing your children to our radio audience. This is my eldest daughter, Christina. Hello, everyone. And my son, Christopher. Hi, everybody. And my twins, Cynthia and Kathy, who will content themselves with smiling for your <laughs> listeners since they're not quite three. Hello, Cynthia and Kathy. And how old are you, Christina? I'm ten, Mr. Fisher. And Christopher, you're certainly growing up fast. How old are you? I was just seven, Mr. Fisher. Christina, is this lovely big colonial fireplace the spot where you hang your stockings tonight? Yes, we get to hang them from the mantel just before bedtime. Will there be four stockings, one for each child, or does your mother have to hang up a stocking too? Oh, we insist that mother hang up her stocking right beside ours. Christopher, are the stockings always full when you wake up? Sure, Santa Claus fills them up while we're asleep. Have you ever tried to sneak downstairs and catch St. Nick at work? Oh, no. He won't come to our house if we're awake. That's a fancy tree here in the corner of the room. Who decorated it? We all did. Except Mummy had to put the decorations on the top where we couldn't reach. Miss Crawford, here's a question that will interest every parent in America. At what hour do you suppose the youngsters will awaken tomorrow morning? I'm afraid they're likely to be awakening up by 6.30 at the latest. Will they come straight into your room and awaken you? I'd be disappointed if they didn't. Christmas morning is the favorite day of the year for all of us. Well, do you try to get your children to eat breakfast before they start opening their presents? Yes, I've always insisted they eat before coming into the Christmas tree. Every other morning of the year, they dawdle over their food. But Christmas morning, oh, breakfast is the quickest meal on record. <laughs> um. <laughs> Our girlfriend, Joy Crawford. Never forget, seriously, though. That's what she never wanted us to forget about her. But Guy Pierce walks into the cafe that Mildred Pierce is working in. His name is something. I forget his name. He has a fabulous name in the show. And he, she comes up really nervous because he's so hot. You know, first person that he, she's going to take an order from. And um, he's like, I'll have eggs. I'll have a bacon. I'll have a toast. I'll have an egg scramble. I'll have a cup of tea. I'll have a cup of orange juice. I'll have a cup of coffee. And he's like, are you going to remember all that? Whoa. It's, let's play them next to each other. Yeah, compare and contrast. Yeah. Like I did with that party yesterday? What the hell am I looking at this for? Why does anybody ever look at a menu for breakfast? You know exactly what you're going to have, and yet you just keep looking. To check the prices, of course. That's it. Okay, you ready? Shoot. Orange juice, oatmeal, bacon and eggs, fried on one side, but not too much. Uh, dry toast and a large coffee. You got that? Orange juice, oatmeal, bacon and eggs, fried on one side, but not too much. Uh, dry toast and large coffee. <laughs> How'd I do? Very good. And if you could step on it slightly, why, I might just get to Santa Barbara in time for a little swim before the sun goes down. Gee, wish I could go to Santa Barbara. Oh, come along. You better look out. I might say yes. Morning. Morning. What would you like to order? <clears throat> A Welsh rabbit. With a poached egg on top, please. Not too runny. And bacon. Scones. Butter. Cream. Jam. Not strawberry. No. Raspberry? 
What else? Coffee or tea? Do you have lapsang? Have a pot of lapsang, please. Good choice. And some sausages. And some sausages. Show me. Will you remember? Yes. Keeping this. Well, what is of, this power dynamic? Speaking of power dynamics and uh, Phantom Thread, Maya Rudolph says Christmas to me. Mm, and her singing. And I just watched A Very Murray Christmas t- today. With Sofia Coppola. Because I hadn't seen it. Sofia Coppola directs it. Stars like Miley Cyrus, Maya Rudolph. George Clooney's in it for a second. Chris Rock's in it. And it starts out and it's a blizzard in New York. No one can come to his live show. Amy Poehler's, like, his manager yelling at him. He's really depressed. Can't go downstairs. Yeah. And then Maya Rudolph, at one point, sings this beautiful song. It's all these people that have really uncanny singing voices, but the tone is very... We're locked away and just shot from... I don't know. It's very... It's, like, such a strange tone. Mm. Mm. It is... is It's, like, they find a way for people... For it to be a musical Mm. just because people are passing the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like... Sophia Coppola movies and Wes Anderson movies and basically anything that has Bill Murray frames him as we need to feel sorry for Bill Murray's character and I never feel sorry for Bill Murray ever but I feel like he's always playing this vulnerable um, lonely man lonely man and it's like yeah. I never feel that way I don't he, feel sorry for him I don't feel sorry for him at all and it's not because he's a bad guy even though he's a bad guy but I just don't think he communicates that he's lonely I is just feel Bill like, Murray a bad guy? yeah big time is he yeah. big time? Yeah, he's never being a dick on like I don't think he's had any, you know, Everyone's accusations. Everyone's being a dick on set though. No, Bill Murray is in the same way as like James Franco. There have been rumors about right. misconduct. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, I'm, like, I'm like, a bit... like I don't want to judge it, but there's been misdemeanor. With Rashida... No, it's not Rashida Jones. It's like a singer from a band. Rashida Jones is in it though, and Jason Schwartzman. But there's and like Phoenix. There's one scene where they do sing "Baby It's Cold Outside," which mm-hmm. has just been like banned from mm. radio in America because it's it's really gross and like about the breach of consent. But there's this scene where they're talking about maybe it's cold outside and Bill Murray grabs the singer's hand and puts it in his armpit and it's this is a Native American trick. Oh, God. It's like, why? It's so obviously that stupid. That does only work in Elf because he's so innocent. And if we're <laughs> oh. talking about, you know, Bill Murray, Will Ferrell. Because I, I was thinking about that. I was like, that seems creepy. And I was like, wait, that's the point. You know, when he's singing in the shower to Zoe Deschanel. But he doesn't know. So additional love. You've that never song. seen Elf. What do I do, Jack? I haven't seen Elf. <laughs> what really? Yeah, I'm not a Will Ferrell person. I'm sorry. You don't have to be. I don't have to be. No. I have a thing that's against. How, that's, I actually feel that way about 
every Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. You don't have to be a Will Ferrell you fan. You don't have to be a Will Ferrell fan. I know. Fan, I agree. His movies are genius. I yeah. know. Okay. It's like Steve. It's like Steve Carell. No, no, it's not Steve Carell. It's like um, <laughs> we love Steve Carell. It's like Ben Stiller. I'm just like I just don't like these oh. like ugly funny men. That was mm. big budget comedy. Big budget crazy mm. comedies with like wacky ideas. Elf is really cute, Elf and is cute. It, it captures this like perfect Christmas charm better than any other movie. Okay. I feel it won't date. Was there um a clip you wanted to play from Elf? There's just so many. What scenes do I really like from Alf? Gosh, how many are there? There's like every single one. Like I love it when he's at the dinner table. I oh, you know what you need to play is when with Amy Sedaris when he's like goes in to explain to his dad that he's his son, and then Amy Sedaris is like, "Are you a Christmas?" And he's like, what's a Christmas gram? I want one. And then goes in. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, but my clip is Christmas gram. Christmas gram. You can cut my breathing. <sighs> Sorry I can't ride with you the rest of the way up, but this is where my dad works. Well, have a good time. Oh, I forgot to give you a hug. Oh, I don't know, Connie. I've never declawed kittens before. How many? Uh, eight? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time. Well, all right. Just bring them by the camper this week, and I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to charge you. Just bring them by, and I'll see what I can do. Excuse me. I'm here to see a Walter Hobbs. I'm Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you look hilarious. Who sent you? Papa Elf. Papa Elf? Mm -hmm. From the North Pole. From the North Pole? Yes. So you really think we should ship him? No. I think we should take a $30,000 bath so some kid can understand what happened to a puppy and a friggin' pigeon. Ship him. Yeah. you a Christmas gram. Dad! <laughs> all right, uh, let's get it over with. I, I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, you look like you came from the North Pole. That's <laughs> exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? And uh, <laughs> segue to that, and I kind of want to segue back to something, but I want to segue this way first, is Amy Sedaris's At Home with Amy Sedaris. It was so Christmassy. It's a perfect Christmas thing to watch. Yeah, it is. It's totally. so actually funny, except the episode about the funeral. That's the only thing I would... I haven't seen that. But Cola Scola has Christmas cheer, and what I want from Christmas. <laughs> that really? I have to get home, but there's ice all around. Jesse, what are you doing? Our duet. Granted, it's more of a one-it. Look, I'm not doing a holiday special this year. Why not? Look around, Chassie. Does any of this chaos and blood raise any question marks for you? Mm, not so much questions. Memories, yes. If when I leave a motel room and it doesn't look like this, I've wasted my money. Yes, something bad happened. Well, maybe singing will make you feel better. A one. We're not singing any duets, we're not baking any gingerbread cookies, and we're definitely not making anything crafty. Read the sign. Oh, well, that's too bad. 
I guess you wouldn't mind then if I left the show a little early. I got invited to a holiday party and I thought I'd pop over. You work on this show and you have a responsibility. But you just said that, that you're not doing the show. I didn't say I wasn't doing the show. I said I wasn't doing a holiday special, okay? So you're just gonna stay here until quitting time and that's that. Now, if you excuse me, I'm gonna go lay down. What a Scrooge. What did you say? I said, um, uh, go get screwed. That better be what you said. Now clean up this mess. I think so. There's just something old time. There's something about like, a, like a, making fun of like the golden age of the 1950s white Hollywood. Yeah, that just screams American Christmas. Yeah, ending. it does. Actually, truly, truly. Yeah, I feel like Awesome Wells and Christmas are kind of like the same thing. <laughs> What's that new Awesome Wells movie? Yeah, at Christmas. The thing I wanted to a Star is Born to... is a little bit Christmassy in its grandiose scale and its font. At the and start. its font is very gorgeous font. At yeah, the it's very North Pole. We haven't spoken about the Polar Express that no one saw. No one cares about the Polar Express. No. No, that is like I feel like that's one of the most intensely written about films yeah. for like animation gone wrong. Is it, is that what, is that? Yeah, because it was so uncanny. uncanny. It was like oh, and freaky. it shook audiences all over the world, including the North Pole. Let's play a clip of someone breaking it down. <laughs> also, bi- bo- not Bill Murray, but what's his face? Tom Hanks played every role, which was like <laughs> a really crazy move. <laughs> Like, is he that good? Yeah. To play a child? I, I didn't know that. Who does Tom Hanks yeah. play in The Lion King? insane to me. Yeah. Because Tom Hanks, to me, doesn't have range. No, he doesn't. No. But Tom Hanks wishes he was Christmas. <laughs> Tom is Hanks is really... probably going to run. You know what I mean? Is oh it my really God. funny? But for Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't nominated a Santa Claus yet. <laughs> Oh my god, true. My favorite Santa Claus is the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah, that is funny. Oh, it is funny. Mm, Tim Allen's Christmas. <laughs> it is funny. That. That was, I used to watch that with Mum like every Christmas. It's so silly. Has Tim Allen you know given up on his career because he's like, I've done great things, I don't need to work mm. anymore. Has he retired pleasantly? Yeah, what the hell happened to I think Tim he Allen? has, and I respect it, I think. He was he was a perfect buzz. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh my god. He's another toy is story. that why you mentioned him because of Tom Hanks. Did you make that connection between Tim Allen and, and Tom Hanks? No, Tim Allen plays the Santa Claus. I know, but you know, oh. they're both in oh. the Toy Story. Oh. Oh. In the Toy, Toy Story, Story is yeah. the most Christmassy movie because it's about toys. toys. Yes, yes, yes. Refracted. <laughs> I think I like The Grinch because it has an anti-capitalist message, mm-hmm. and it's like at the end, it's like we. It's not about the presents; it's about being together. With I find The Grinch that's a cool villain that you could have gone as. I find the Grinch totally. hard. The hard hero. He's so hot. He's yeah, so, true. And so much work goes into being a convincing Grinch. Yeah, I find the Grinch are hard to watch. I think it's... it's You're supposed to. It's, it's. I find it mildly scary. I think mm-hmm. the Grinch is quite a scary. I don't think that the film... It's like... I think it's actually got the Tim Burton effect of you want to be dazzled by it, but then you watch it and it's actually quite, yeah. it's like quite oh unnerving. I wonder, who, yeah. I wonder who designed it and it's, what their previous work looked like. Well, it's very like because German I expressionism. And yeah, it, it is. It really is. It's a bit sad. and a little I'd bit, love to read an essay on like the Grinch and German expressionism. I only wanted to watch German expressionistic, like vampire shit, like the Adams Family values. Mm. Van Helsing. Like, Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Grinch. Fully. And, like, and these Underworld. horrifying characters with like gnashing teeth. Yeah. Do you know what kind of Christmas I don't like? 
like it. What? I really don't want to watch Mike Lee, train spotting Christmas, and like all the junkies by the port getting wasted. It's like, oh, that just to me just sounds so depressing. Yeah, I, kind of Christmas. No depressing Christmas movies are kind of de- like ugh, hard to watch, but the one I mentioned, Christmas, Christmas Again, again. is truly that. beautiful. It looks beautiful. And captures kind of just like the loneliness to leading up to Christmas really well. And just kind of like the absurdity of working on like a Christmas tree farm and uh-huh. like having to sell Christmas trees. And it's more about a person suffering with depression and being forced to always be like, Merry Christmas. Totally. Uh, and it's really, ni- it's really nice. And it's like his only job every year, I think. Or Christmas is a good backdrop for depression. Like, I feel it like is. that's why it, it works in Eyes Wide yeah, Shut. And yeah. it also works in um, Morven Keller. And it also works in uh, It's Elf. Beautiful Life. Yeah, totally. <gasps> the Morven Keller, she... Wait, like Life is Beautiful? Or... No, it's... Merry Christmas! Oh, I haven't seen Jack Nicholson. No, it's not Jack Nicholson. What's that? What's a beautiful life? With what's his face? face? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, the old film. Oh my god, you guys are saying so many. Oh, what we just talked about just then. It's a wonderful life. A wonderful life. Just wonderful life. Wonderful life. No, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart loses all his money. Just before Christmas. No, I never seen this one. I'm sorry, guys. It's black and white. No, I never seen. He goes to commit suicide. An angel meets him. It's no. really, really sad. Oh, I haven't seen it's that. A, it's actually truly heartbreaking. Is it kind I of a spin on A Christmas Carol? No, I don't find it is. No, 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 no. It's it's anti-capitalist. The guy who did the original, um, like Chuck Jones, who did like all of Looney Tunes, and he did the original Grinch that all of like the Jim Carrey Grinch movies based on, that mm-hmm. Doctor Seuss special in the 60s, mm-hmm. also did A Christmas Carol, and it's got insane animation, like really, really, like hand-drawn, 101 Dalmatians-y animation. When did that come out? Probably in the 60s. Okay. But you can get it on YouTube. And it's beautiful. And obviously a Charlie Brown Christmas is just beautiful. beautiful. What's Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown Snoopy. Are you kidding me? I don't know Snoopy. I'm sorry. What? I guess is, are you playing right Australia now? Australia doesn't have the connection to Snoopy that... Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, you've got a picture of Andre's ball. <laughs> Did you actually get <laughs> That's right now. That's right. <laughs> just so you know. I wanted to say it as well. I deleted it. I mean, fix it. <laughs> oh, is it right now? Yes! Oh, I thought you Oh, my gosh. I thought you were kidding. Because <laughs> I think Andre's balls just keep slipping out. I'm so sorry. Oh, my balls keep slipping out. I'm so sorry. Don't have I don't know, because your shorts are real long. I know. What the hell? Andre's balls are so droopy. Like, don't so underestimate how droopy hey. Andre's balls are. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say, and this is a... It would be cool if we oh. just played Charlie Brown's Christmas just underneath our conversation every once in a while. I don't even know what Charlie Brown is. Christmas <laughs> time is here. You guys are freaks. What is the song? <laughs> I grew up in a family where to be a child and to like childish things was wrong. Like I had parents who were like, there are some real, there's some like real gay shit out there for kids and you guys can't get into it. And that's why I never watched Elf because I was like, <sighs> my mom was like, don't like slapstick, don't like goofy comedies, don't like American but, crap. But no, 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 but Peanuts, so I never, I the Peanuts is incredibly serious and all the cat kids are like hyper intellectuals with depression. I only watched them because my mom loved them. Mm. But as a kid watching them, you're kind of like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, it's like reading Dilbert. It's kind like, of, well, but with No, kids Dilbert's and... dumb. Dilbert reminds me of What's-His-Face. Peep Show? No, not Peep Show. God damn it. How dare you? <laughs> What's his name? Carrie? He's, does he host The prices right now? No idea. Come on, people. 
I... I'll have Americans text in, please. Who hosts The Prices right now? He's lost all that weight. He looks like a different person. I like a sister He actor. did. He hosted Whose Line Is It Anyway? Come on. Oh, oh that guy. Yes. And he had his own show. He reminds me of Dilbert. The Drew Carey Show. The Drew Carey Show. Drew Carey he Show. He is Dilbert. Put, him, put he... him side by side. I don't know who Dilbert is. A Dil... dog Dil... with a tie. Uh, is that what Dilbert... No, is that what Dilbert is? Yeah. Oh, I think I must have misspoken. Well, that's why it made sense for you to say Peep Show, because Mark Corrigan kind of wears a tie and looks like a dog. Oh, wow. Okay, look at me go. Like, subconscious thinking. I love it. It's all the subconscious thinking on this episode. Yeah, really would would really need to borrow into my childhood to find anything that has to do with Christmas movies or, like, Christmas cheer, because I kind of avoided most of it. So your family never had any kind of Christmas tradition at all? No, we read... (laughs) We read no, no twas Christmas a, memories. It reads. Uh, we so read. Alive. We read. Twas the night before Christmas. Yeah. On, the, on Christmas Eve, we read the night before Christmas, and that's the only tradition we have. Some years set like it. Twas the night actually, before. Your actually give you guys coal. Well, yeah. Just to remind you. I, no, my parents were very much like Santa is fake, your, your father is gay, walked away kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of how it was built it. I I walked into my mom wrapping my Santa present, and then I opened it and said, from Santa. And I was like, I saw you wrapping this. <laughs> Busted. Busted. But I was always trying to bust her wrapping my presents. Who would sneak around looking? Who, who snuck oh, a peek? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, oh, I was I a present see. peeker. I was a present peeker. Present peeker. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what you call them here? Present peekers? <laughs> we call them sneak peekers. Sneak peekers. My, my cousin Jaws, apparently, this might be an urban myth in my family, but my cousin Jaws put saucepans and like plates and everything all around her room when the, the, to figure out the tooth fairy and her mum tripped over uh, <laughs> her mug tripped and she was like I knew it wasn't real whoa, I definitely so hit my teeth in the garden once shout out to that part in Liar Liar when Jim Carrey hasn't got time to buy his kid stuff so he gets his receptions to do it and Shut then he's like kid I have a present for you and he's like what is it dad he's like I don't know open it and the kid I'm... opens it and he's like baseball stuff and he's like baseball stuff sorry to freak out and interrupt but the best, best Christmas movie ever made is Jingle All the Way. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go home. You've seen it? No. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fine and trying to get that action figure. And he's a bad dad. And then Sinbad's in it. And Sinbad. he's a mailman. And he's trying to steal the action figure as well. It is so funny. And he, at one point, Arnold Schwarzenegger burns down their neighbor's house and then starts feeding beer to a reindeer. It's all it's all so funny and it's like so action packed and Arnold Schwarzenegger is such a loser. Mm. We definitely watched that at like after school as care when I was like six. It's great. It's, Lily. Yeah. You're a famous. Ex- I wanna do a clip of that. Yeah. You're mm. Oh! Oh, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a who told you you can eat my cookies? Mmm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Les. Put that cookie down! Now! You never stop talking about Bad Santa because you love it so much. No, I don't. (laughs) That's mean. Lily's favorite People movie is Bad so Santa. That's not true. Bad Santa growing up. I, know. I thought it was too naughty. Yeah, me so too. I, I avoided it. I avoided it. I was scared of it. Yeah, I was like, what's so bad? <laughs> but you do love like, you do love like, like, like you? Billy Bob? Yeah, around. do you like Billy Bob? I, thought, I think Jack told me that one time. You're like, Lily's obsessed with Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> did I? I can't do with Billy Bob. No, no, I can't actually. He's so revolting. He's so revolting. He's, he's disgusting. <laughs> he's disgusting. 
Nee, is nee. there a Christmas movie that has a plane involved where everyone's on a flight and it's Christmas and... Oh, Red Eye, I'm pretty sure. Is Red Eye for Christmas? She's going home for Christmas? She's going... But it's such a sunny... Yeah, because she like film. goes home to Florida or something. She goes home to Florida. And but it's such a good house. movie though. Lily, do you love Cillian Murphy? Um, I definitely did when I first saw those piercing eyes, mm. but I got over it. You got over it? I really like the Danny Boyle film with him in it. Do you know who's also hot alongside Who? Celine Murphy? What? Jonathan Rhys Myers. Yeah, fine. With the lips. That's a real Lily type, I think. Jonathan. Wait until you Reese. see it. You're going to go, oh, that's my type. <laughs> Rhys? Spelled like Rhys Rhys? Oh, they look so similar yeah, that totally. I actually get it mixed up. Totally. Oh, actually, Jonathan Rhys no, no, no. It's actually also. funny that you think that this man is my type <laughs> because he famously isn't. He's too chiseled. Oh, too chiseled. And his eyes seem too... I mean, I don't mean to get so vain. He, sounds, he seems so Danny Boyle, though. He seems like uh, a bit of a Ewan McGregor knockoff, but a bit more knock serious. Knockoff. Knock Emphasize knockoff. Okay, fine. The skins of Happy Christmas. Episode? Oh, yeah, that's why I never said Tudors. Mm, no, God, no. Oh, fuck the Tudors. And fuck the young Pope. That was. No, fuck the. Was it the young Pope? Yeah, the young Pope. That was oh, hard really? to watch. I did not enjoy that. Oh, no. I, was, I, was, I was enjoying young Pope. But then I. Um, I don't like Luca Guadagnino. Do you know what we have to watch? Is Harlots. What do you mean by that? No, it's basically it's the same person. It's a joke. It's like that, you know, the George it's of the Great Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, all the same yeah. person. We're going to watch Harlots about. Um, sex workers in the Victorian era. Jack, but it's like stop Samantha Morton asking me to watch period TV Leslie shows. Manville. I'm not going to do it. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll I'm watch sorry. It. Leslie Manville, Samantha Morton. Everyone's oh, I love Leslie Manville. I want to watch that. It's I think. on on demand. Oh. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, like crazy, busty outfits. You know what's hard as well? And this is not something that I, that I take flippantly because I take it very seriously. But when Jack and I, this year, I feel like the one film that Jack and I have seen slaughtered by a lot of women and women directors cool. is Phantom Thread. But mm, yeah. I notoriously really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I kind of thought it was delicious. You know what? And I was like hypnotized by it. I, I saw it on the plane coming back. Oh, last I time wish I was you leaving. it in the cinema. No, I saw it in the cinema. Oh, cool. And then I saw it again. And on second viewing, I was like, okay. Oh, okay, fine. No, that's probably right, actually. But. I know I preach like radical, you know, extremist, left of center cinema but i love the master i'm such a dickhead for the master that feels like a christmas movie i need to stop trying to make everything <laughs> box <laughs> wait just say the box that's a christmas the movie. box is a christmas movie because it's set in snow if there's snow it's christmas the box is literally christmas isn't it because they're like worried about buying their child presents and shit i don't know wait I the like box it's... by donnie darko director yeah by mr kelly reichardt <laughs> i feel Reichard. like Google is listening in on us because I googled Christmas oh, movies is. and all of the movies that we've mentioned are Grinch, The Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> Elf, The Polar Express, The Holiday, and then it goes... The Master. Yeah, Santa Claus. Jonathan Reese mize Young Pope. Christmas with the Cranks. Skins. I feel like you guys were jingle all the way. Oh, I, I wanted to circle back a little bit to um, A Very Merry Christmas just for this one thing uh, that he uh-huh. says where... This basically this wedding was supposed to happen and Rashida Jones was supposed to get married to Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray sits with her and is like Why is that really Sorry, hard? is yeah. this a is this like a movie or like a like variety show? It's like an hour special that they've made into this like movie. Right. But it's really just a way to have a variety show feel naturalistic. Oh, that's so, it's like, so weird. So it's like Bill Murray is supposed to do this live to air show st- with like the Pope and Iggy Azalea watching in the front row, but then no one can rock up because there's a blizzard. 
So then he Why does that suck song. so much already? It sucks so much already. There's something about the tone at the start that did suck me in because it starts out and it looks like lost in translation. Well, it's Sofia Coppola. She's it's a gorgeous... Coppola. She's a great director. Sofia Coppola. No one's going to say it. I'll like, say it. She's lost. a great director. <laughs> there you go. She's a gorgeous director. She's a gorgeous director. Anyway... Rashida Jones is supposed to get married. She's in her she's in her wedding dress, but no one can get out because it's a blizzard. There's no power. There's nothing. And Bill Murray sits next to her and says, "I've got something. Like I've got like a a thing. I I think about love. Like if I ever fall in love, this is what I'm gonna remember. Do you want to hear it?" And she's like, "Not really." And he's like, "Fair enough." And walks away. And then a few more things happens. Maya Rudolph sings. Rashida Jones comes up and is like okay, all these songs have made me, like, want to read... Because her and her husband are fighting because no one can come and they're really upset. And they sit back down and she goes, I want to hear that thing you had to say because I'm feeling better and I want to make amends. And he says, remember... Like, just remember the first time that you looked at your, looked at him and realised, like, you were in love Aww. and got the light in your eyes. And then he said, and then sing a song about that. <gasps> and they... <laughs> And they do. And I just thought about the time that I uh, truly fell in love with you, Andre. Oh. Which was in. Jack and I had a fight before we got here. Don't try and. No, what happened? It was in your bed with you as well. Oh. And uh, you guys were nerding out. And. (laughs) Nerding out! And we were watching videos on YouTube, and Andre showed Outer Space by Chikassi. Yeah. And. I was so blown away and my like heart was melting and I like just melted into the coats. And I didn't, really? I, didn't think I, I had no idea you were melting at that moment. And then Lily showed Habitat or Habitats, you know that shot with all yeah, like, the Yeah, that's why you guys remember music. that Meshes of the Afternoon. Something like that too. That, but we watched Habitats for sure yeah. and like, all the animals and yeah. the music. And I even think I was so fr- and like we'd only hooked up maybe once or not even or like I don't think we even hooked that's up. That's why you guys always up. remember that because you always remember what we watched. I'm like, how do you remember that? I was obsessed. <laughs> like, why. I don't care. No, I that's like, why. Even leaning over and whispering in your ear, like, I think I just fell in love with you a little bit or something like really. <gasps> yeah. Did I say that's that? That's what you said to me. Yeah. Really? Mm, big time. Yeah. Which is like a big like show of hand, like a hand. Truly. Yeah. I was just like, I just showed you a bunch of cool shit. Pretty but dangerous. Anyway. Dangerous. But now look. But now look. Now we're cinema girls. Now we just have a flawless relationship. <laughs> well, that's a very Murray way of ending this, I think. Or should we just keep going? Oh, no, he wants to keep going. Do you want to say well, something? Um, well, the Rescuers Christmas movie? I feel. Oh. New York in the Rain is Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, Max went to Malaysia today, so uh-huh. everything yeah. I do, I'm like could have done that with him today <laughs> is that why you're feeling a bit exhausted when you came in no it wasn't it's just because i had a long day at work yeah. <laughs> just because i work a lot <laughs> because i work hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the cr- christmas and love go hand in hand so that's nice because you get to either like get to look around and like i'm so excited to go home and be with all my friends and it's gonna be so wonderful and i'm so excited to celebrate all the love i have in this world or you don't get to do that. And it's really sad. I'm it's like sad. Valentine's Day times a hundred. I know. I feel really Funny. bad for anyone who has to like go home to like fucked up family. Yeah. And has to go home and not have. I think. Or not get to go to home have. or have a family or exactly. anything like that. I know. But to all of our fantastic dedicated listeners, <laughs> we want to wish you a very Cinema Girls Christmas, and we hope that you spend Christmas in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're. If it's Christmas Day and you feel lonely, you know that you can actually call or message any of us. 
Seriously. And we'll just be right there for you. I think what people don't document is how much of Christmas Day is just like sitting being like, it's Christmas, I should feel different. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like nothing's going on and you're waiting for like food to be served. And people are singing, and so this is Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas is so underrated. (laughs) And so underwhelming. It's It's definitely underwhelming. Oh, after you open the presents, it's like... Yeah. It's like it's all, it's all over. Fuck. What the fuck have we done? What the fuck is everyone doing? Get drunk the quickest. I like Christmas when you drive on Christmas Day and you really notice that there's no one out in the road. You mm. think, and you always think to yourself, "There's going to be people." I mean, it's Christmas, but there'll be people there, and I there's know. actually no one. It's because no one walks around. Yeah, people cause... just don't walk on Christmas. That even blows my mind more for in terms of it being hot, because it's like, what the fuck? Mm. I thought that's what people did. Yeah, but, but do it... you know who is on the road? Sorry for do you, sorry. no, I can't. Um, police officers, because there's so much domestic violence on Christmas. Oh. Like there's, and not like when I say domestic violence, I don't mean like necessarily like a, like a um, spousal couple, abuse. Spousal abuse. I'm talking like family, like fighting. Yeah, because they didn't get the gifts they wanted. And... <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> it's actually just the niece. Okay. And and the if you want to give a valuable gift to anyone this Christmas, you can give us a five star rating on iTunes and check <gasps> us a comment as well, or even just a little DM saying yeah. that you listen to Cinema Girls because you know what? If you really love the show, we would love to hear from you. It's what keeps I us think going. I've, you know, people that listen listen. We all know that everyone in America is listening and having a good time. Shout and out to everyone in Ohio, Columbus, oh, yeah, Ohio. Yeah. They just had a movie about Columbus, oh. which makes me want to watch it. Now that what we've got so many listeners in Columbus, Why Ohio. What was the movie? Uh, Columbus, and it was all about the architecture and a love story. And oh, that were good reviews. Like a great review. That were great reviews. Though. Okay. Well, and same. Yeah. Good luck oh, to... Same what? <laughs> I was just I was just saying same to both oh, of you. Oh, do you say happy Christmas or merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. I tend to say happy these days, and I don't yeah, know yeah. where why that changed. Happy Christmas, Harry. I feel like Happy Christmas wow, sounds Harry less Potter. religious. We haven't spoken about Harry Potter at all, but they did the most iconic Christmases, didn't they? The best Christmas. Christmas, and that and Harry Potter is the Christmas. emblem of lonely Christmas. And and a good or a great feast. A you great know feast. what we didn't talk about, which I did want to quickly talk about, but we don't have to talk about it what? for long. It's just cooking shows. Like I really um, oh my god, Nigella <laughs> before Christmas and okay. really get involved with her okay, recipes. Okay. I actually saw an article this morning that was like a push update from the news zone meet the cookie oh it went away damn it i just realized something because i'm going to bangladesh for christmas and my mom's on a diet and they don't (laughs) eat pork in bangladesh and they don't have alcohol in bangladesh (laughs) and my mom can't eat dairy we're probably gonna have like a chill we're gonna probably have like banana leaf (laughs) for christmas that's cool that sounds yum because because life. All those well, I don't think Christmas needs to be North like Atlantic European Christmas. Well, that's exactly that's right. In Australia, like, I'm going to have doll for Christmas. Like, I love the sentiment. I think the reason New Year's Eve is my favourite of all of the holidays really? is because it doesn't have, like, a set of, like, aesthetic requirements. It doesn't yeah. have, like... It doesn't have a religious connotation. Yeah. It really just yeah. is about like making changes. It's in just your life all about people counting down for like ten seconds. Yeah, but yeah. I love that. It's so liberating. I, I've I've never had a bad New Year's Eve, and I know people do, and I know people like try to do a hundred mm, things at once. That's true. But it's like, mm. Approach it with the feeling of just like you're gonna have a good night. I'm gonna have Christmas Eve because like the semiotics of Christmas are like they don't work here, but for New Year's Eve, it's like 
it's just glamour. And however your country or your space is achieving glamour. Well, Sydney is famous for New Year's Eve. It is. It's probably the most New Year's Eve city in the world. So to be here for New Year's Eve, it just feels like you're in the right place. Yeah. I know. I'm never here, though. You're always in a liminal space in Australia for Christmas. Like, if you're back in Adelaide, it's just like... I really do feel like under the skin, driving around in a car, like no wow. one's on the roads. Like yeah. we've got a couple of presents in the back and like maybe I'll hang out with my friends later or maybe we'll go to the family dinner and like yeah. all my families are like all split up now because everyone's like a bit older and mm. like everyone goes and does their own Christmas shit. Like actually Boxing Day is the most fun. Mum and I yeah. just like, mum used to get herself like an entire crayfish and not share it with me and she would just eat the entire crayfish. It's like her own celebration present. Much too good for little Much children. Good for children. And what we just like binge a show. That's fun. An honourable woman or something. Okay. Let's wrap up this present and move on to reality 